Amen? Well, we've been on a new series in February that's kind of gone with what we preached in January from our, <clears throat> from our uh, Vision Sunday on. Um, title of our message today or series has been, Let Us Pray. And, um, you know, I've been, um, through, the, through the years, every time that, that God gives me something to preach, and, and, and He says, I want you to, you know, you, you know, you know, when you, when you spend time with somebody, um, you learn to understand how they talk and how they communicate. If you spend time with God, you learn to figure out what He's saying. You know, he, it's, not, it's not audible voices. I mean, not that God, God can do whatever God can do, but what He set up in this dispensation of time is a still small voice. The Holy Spirit, who is our helper, revealing the truth of His Word to us so that we learn to hear the Word inside of us based on what God wants us to do on a a day-to-day basis. I can know everything that God wants out of me every day, every minute of every day, if I believe that. Now, I have to practice it because you have to develop it. If I don't practice a relationship with my wife, you know, and we just see each other once every two or three weeks, there's not going to be any relationship, and I'm not going to be, we're not going to be familiar with each other, right? Or with anybody else. You can't just see somebody every once in a while and develop a relationship that's going to, that's going to be impacting. And your relationship with God cannot be impacting just by saying, well, you know, I uh, read my devotional every morning. Everybody say, Pastor loves devotionals. Amen. <clears throat> but just reading your little devotional and you found one, you bought one that where the devotional was really small each day, you know, and that's good because it doesn't matter how much you put in, just, I mean, whatever you do, that's good and it's impacting, but it's not enough, okay? Because I'm not doing my devotional. I read a proverb every, every day, every morning, day after, you know, day after day, week after week, and month after month. I read a proverb every day, but I'm not doing that as, as penance, so that God will be proud of me, okay? I'm doing it because of what I get out of it, you know? And, and the more I read a proverb every day with the date, you know, of that month uh, as it fits, the more I do that, the more I see myself in that proverb, and, and I can see God talking to me through those verses of Scripture. And those are Scriptures, or those are letters that Solomon wrote, you know? Several thousand years ago, he wrote those letters, but I can hear God speaking to me through those letters the more I read them. That's why I do it, because I want to hear God speaking to me so I can know what to do and how to act and react, yes? And that comes through spending time. It comes through prayer and connection. We've defined prayer uh, in this series as communication with God. it's, It's a place of me and God connecting, communicating, 
And really understanding what that is, that's what real prayer is. It's not just a list of things that we go through. And I'm not saying don't have lists. I have prayer lists. I have things that I pray for all the time, people I pray for. After this last few days, I've got about 30 more people to pray for, you know. But every time God tells me to do something or preach something, signs follow. They just follow. So I've been talking to you about the highways and byways and praying to the Lord of the harvest. Highways and byways. Highways are the generally traveled roads that you're on every day. You get up, you go to work, you do whatever it is that you do, and those are your highways, those are your most traveled roads all the time. Byways are least traveled roads, dirt roads, back roads, places that you don't always go. I've been talking to you about that and talking to you about the harvest that is out there in, in your highways and your byways. And I'm telling you, it's out there. And it's not something that has to be forced. It's something that can be so natural and will grow you up and mature you in ways you never thought that you needed maturity. That's what I've been attempting to get over to you. And understanding how to pray and how to pray for people is vital to your success as an instrument in the harvest. 1 Timothy 2 is is our foundational scripture. 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1. Do we have that? Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2. For kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Verse 3 says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. It's what God wants. First of all, we pray before anything. Before trying to figure things out, we pray. What does that mean? Communicate with God. What does that mean? I've got to learn to practice what that even means. See, when you, when you can read a verse of Scripture, and, and I, I, I'm just going to give you this example all, all through the book of Proverbs, probably 40 times, it talks about a lazy man. You know, after a while, you're thinking, you know, crud, God, what are you saying to me, that I'm lazy, you know? But, but when you're open, and, and you're open to what God is saying to you, you can go through it, and all of a sudden, you'll see this, a lazy man receives this, a person that's diligent receives this. What he's trying to say, what he's doing is, there's times when I've read that where God said, you know what, you're lazy where this is concerned. God, there's not a lazy bone in my body, I thought. See, but God knows better and he's not slapping me about it. He's trying to stir me up and mature me and and get me farther. God's never against us, he's always for us. But he'll say things to us that need to arrest us. But if you're not reading things like that and you just overlook that kind of stuff and that's for someone else, you'll never get the voice of God speaking to you in that moment. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? And, and that's what the Word of God is to do. And this whole revelation about praying the Lord of the harvest and praying to the Lord of the harvest and praying to the Lord of the harvest about the harvest, okay, and really hearing what he's saying about that is, I tell you what, in my 37 plus years of salvation, it is, 
I mean, it's doing something in me that I didn't even know could be done in me. Amazing. Just give you, I'm just telling you, signs follow. I mean, this, this may seem overdone and, and, and whatever, but this is just what happened, you know. I, uh, I, had, I had to leave uh, early this week, early Thursday, to go to Dallas to be with my sister. She was having some surgery. And so, you know, nobody else could be there. I wanted to be there for her, so I, I went and, uh, and uh, you know, from the moment I left, no less than 30 different people. This is, this is a what? Highway or a byway? This is a byway. This is what I normally do. Okay? So I'm just going to spend time with my sister. And I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just going to you know, be there with her. She had surgery, and I'm just going to be hanging out and, you know, just chill. And uh, remember I told you the, la- the last time we talked, you know, we can rest when we get to heaven. Right? Uh, no time to sleep. And so, so in the last three days, I haven't slept yet. But, I mean, I mean, the needs just came out of the woodwork. I mean, you know, it was just no, no less than 30 different people that I ministered to in, in less than three days. The need, the, the, the harvest is ripe. I mean, ripe. I mean, and in three days, in less than three days, and 30, probably more than that, but somewhere around 30 people, every, every form of religion. And you know what? They're all hurting. <laughs> Christians. Muslims, uh, whatever those people were, and I don't, you know, whatever, you know, all, all, all those, uh, just different ones. And God's just saying, constantly saying to me, you know, I need you. God just keeps saying to me, I need you. Isn't that amazing that the God of the universe needs you and me? He needs us. He needs us to be ready for the ripeness of the harvest. He needs us to be ready. And you know what? You know what? Listen, just because it just so happened that all these people needed some things that I had, that doesn't mean I've got it all together. See, being ready is not being perfect. Being ready is being able to go beyond what things that you're dealing with in life and being there for the good of others. That's what this praying the Lord of the harvest. And in John, in John 14, this is another one of those familiar scriptures. Again, I know this passage, I've read this all my Christian life, and yet there's something about when the Holy Spirit takes a certain verse or a little passage and He he makes it reality to you in the moment, He speaks to you through these verses, how so much more effective that you can be. 
And I want to show you just something real simple that happened with me. With, with a number of different people, and it was this. John 14 and verse 15. If you love me, Jesus telling his disciples, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another, what? Helper. That he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be, be in you. I will never leave you as an orphan, ever. I'll never leave you. Holy Spirit, the helper, the world doesn't know, but you know who knows him? I know him. See, it's not enough that Jesus said, you're going to know him on that side of the cross. On this side of the cross, you know, I have the potential to know him. And in 37 years, I know him. I know his voice. I don't know it perfectly like I need to know it, but I'm growing and increasing every day in it, and I know his voice. So when I'm going somewhere, and I'm there to help my sister, which I did, and it worked out that way, then he's helping me to do the rest, and there's enough time. So I'm with my sister. My mom lives in the same town. And I get a call that she got taken to another hospital. So I met my sisters, and then, then my other sister showed up to kind of help out with my sister. And so then I'm taking care of my mom. And not, not a good situation in the natural, but, you know, it'll all work out because we have the helper. Amen? And, and so in two and a half days, my mom and my sister and 28 other people. We can sleep in heaven. Amen? We can rest when we get to heaven. The harvest is ripe. And maybe I'm sharing with you about my episode in the last two and a half, three days. But it's because my heart was ready for the people. And when we're ready for the people, the people come. And they just show up. And I mean, literally. I mean, it was, with, with me this week, it was, like a, it was like a swinging door. I mean, they just, they just kept walking in. And every time, I mean, this woman was taking, doing my mother's blood work yesterday. And she walks out of the room. And I'm, I'm just standing out there because there were some ladies in there helping my mom. And so I'm just standing out there. And she comes out. And she starts crying before she can say anything. And she goes, she goes, uh, somebody said you're a pastor. And I go, what? There was nobody in there. They didn't know I was a pastor. How the heck? And this woman, she's doing blood work, and she's come out. She said, my dad was a pastor, and he died last year. And, and I'm just really, and I, and I mean, just prayed the peace of God, man. I saw that woman three times that day. And I mean, I was there for that. Just to sow a seed. It, it's, not about the, it's not about the spectacular that we do for people. It's about the simple things that we do. When we're just faithful with the little things. Just be there and be ready and be on top and be prepared to give something. Even in the midst of things that you're going through and struggles that you have, we have the helper, the Holy Spirit that's there to give us the things we need for other people. 
I can hear his voice, and when I hear his voice and I do what he says, it's amazing how it produces. You know, we don't get rewards for that. Most of the people I met in the last two and a half days, I'll never see them ever again. Till the other side. We're not taking score and record and, well, you know, we gotta, you know, I gotta get, gotta get credit for this one and that one. And no, man, one sows and one waters. God brings the increase. God, what an amazing God! What an amazing plan! I, I you know. All these years that I've lived and, and that I've been born again, I can see this plan unfolding more and more and more and more every day. Darkness will cover the earth, Isaiah 60 says, in deep darkness the people, but the Lord. The Lord shall rise upon you and me, and his light will shine on us, and the light will consume the darkness. Man, I'm, I don't know about you, man, but we are in the driver's seat. It don't matter what's going on on planet Earth. Listen, only thing that God's concerned about on planet Earth are the people. Nothing else. All God sees is people. That's all he sees. I'm just, I know, you know, sometimes I'll stand up here and I get a little emotional about stuff like this, but I'm just... I was driving home last night late, and I was just thinking how honored and privileged that I was that God would use me. Not even, I didn't even know how I did it, but it just happened that way. But, but see, it's what I've been preaching. See, if I'm going to preach that and not live it, it ain't any good, right? You've been hearing what I've been preaching, highways, byways, pray the Lord of the harvest. We mean it? Or are we just... Too consumed, or are we going to only do that in Kerrville? You know, or am I going to only do that on my block? You know, it's everywhere you go. People are everywhere, everywhere. I'm telling you, everywhere. And in Ephesians 6, and verse 10. He says this. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the tricks of the enemy. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of the darkness, spiritual host or wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you're able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you're able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying how often? Huh? Praying where? Praying always. Well, how the crud do you do that? Huh? You do that through your connection with God. You understand how to do that through your connection with God Almighty. When you understand that through Him, then you'll pray all the time. And I don't mean 24 hours a day. You'll pray whenever it's right. 
you'll live a life of connection and being aware of God and being aware of the helper, the Holy Spirit that's there to help us in the situations that we in the natural can't figure out. He'll help you. He won't do it for you. He'll help you do it. See, he's not the enabler, but he's the helper. You're in deep debt in your life. He'll help you get out. He won't get you out because you'll get right back in, but he'll help you get out so you stay out. See, when things come against us, I've watched my sister and my mom in the last couple of days. You know, I, as I'm standing there and, and this stuff that happened with my mom, there was something in me where I heard this voice say to me, this isn't the way that she should leave and go out when she leaves this planet, not like this. And, and so that was my prayer, and, and, and as, as I begin to pray that, even in the last day, she's gotten stronger and better, see, because not, not like this, see, because Jesus paid too deep of a price for it to be that way, so as she's going through the things she's going, we're just standing, we're believing, we're, 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 we're not going to put up with that and not going to settle for those kind of things, you know, and, and at the same time, it's not just focusing, you ever noticed how has this ever happened to you? It's happened to me before where maybe somebody in your family is going through something and all of a sudden it, and you turn it around to you. Poor me. But they're going through I know. But you ever done that? Well, one of the things that keeps you from that is being aware of everybody else around you and stay open in helping, in ministering to people. No, don't turn it back to you. It's not about me. It's what I can do for others. See, because you sow all that kind of stuff, anything you ever need, it'll be there for you. See, because we're about others. We think about other people. And he said, praying always here. Uh, where is it? There it is. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for who? Everybody. Right? For everybody. First of all, prayer and supplications and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all people, everybody. Wow. I don't know about you, but that tells me I can't rest. I'm not saying you can't sleep at night. You know what I'm saying. But my focus can't be about those kind of things. It's got to be about people. The harvest is ripe. And I just tell you, you know, in the natural, sometimes you wish everybody could be with you when you experience something just like this last weekend but you know it, it, it's it's wide open to happen every day it's for us every day even in our highways even in the roads most traveled on a, on a day-to-day -day basis every day on those roads sometimes we, we we've got to be aware of not being too pulled and consumed with our own things that we're not aware of the people that we're around all the time that need certain things from us maybe just a smile maybe just tell them hey you know hope you have a good day you know and then from that as the holy spirit will give you certain things he says pray to the lord of the harvest about the harvest things that are going on with the harvest we've got to pray to him to understand how to be a part of that and be effective in the mid in the in the middle of it so many things that are happening right now and i'm telling you the harvest is ripe say that the harvest is ripe amen such a time as this, a time, a season as this, that you've been created to live in, to be a part of this, you can call it the end time harvest. I don't necessarily 
hear God telling me it's an end time harvest. It's just a harvest, you know? And, and the times and seasons are in his hands. See, the times and seasons and the things that are happening in the future, God knows, see? And we leave that to him. But right now is the time for harvest. The harvest is ripe. People are hurting. And I'm telling you, even in your own lives, the greatest thing that can help you out of a situation is a seed. The greatest way for a need to be met is a seed. And, 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 and I've heard that many times. I've preached that many times in the financial realm. But I'm talking about the seed of yourself. Amen. The church at Corinth in, in, in 2 Corinthians 8 talked about how they gave financially and the means of things that went on in the church. But first off, first of all, they gave of themselves. First, before they did anything, they gave it on themselves. There's something amazing about when you sow from yourself into the lives of other people, how that in itself can meet a need. I, I can't tell you through the years how many times in my being in a position to reap harvest that I've been where I've been sharing with other people, and as I'm telling somebody something that they had a need for, my need got answered. And it got answered through revelation in what I was sharing with them. Some people think they can't share things with other people if they don't have it all together. Well, I don't understand it all. Yeah, you will, but not right now. You need to share with them, and all of a sudden revelation will come to you, and greater things will happen on your behalf and in your life. How many of you that, that are here today, as you're ministering to family members and things, God will show you things about yourself. That, that's the way he made it. See, nobody, nobody's, nobody's got... You know, nobody's got the, the, the patent on truth. There's not a person in here that ever originated anything or any other place. Nobody. Nothing is original. Hmm? It all comes from God. And if everything came from Him and all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding has come from Him, that's where I, I, I want to stay connected to the source. So it may seem like I'm originating certain things because of what I got from him, but I got it from him. <laughs> so it didn't originate from me. It originated from him. Well, no one else on the planet's ever thought of this. You know, come on, you know. We can't think too highly of ourselves, you know. We can't have the patent on certain confessions and statements or whatever. I mean, we can act like that. So there's times we act like because you're confident in what you have. But I'm just telling you in the back of your mind, you remember it originated from God. All of it. Amen? And as we embrace that and we're able to help other people with this originality that we get from God, it's amazing how you'll say something to a person that they've never heard before and so it looks like it came from you. And you know what? That's all they need to know for right now. When they get something from you and it seems like it was from God, I can't tell you how many prophetic words in the last three days that I gave to people that it wasn't thus saith God prophetic words. It was words of wisdom and words of knowledge that those people needed in the moment. And it just, it just, it just flowed and operated in the midst of kind of a stressful time, potentially a stressful time. In the midst of that, all those words flow anyway. Right? Because we're realizing the importance of the highways and the byways. We're praying to the Lord of the harvest. And then we step into harvest situations. I'm just telling you. 
what's been happening with me since last year with the harvest is flowing down to you. And I know because I hear all the different testimonies of people that are, are God's using to minister life to people in different ways, in creative ways. God wants us to be creative. He doesn't want us to be religion, re- religious, you know. Religion, religion is, is man's way of trying to put God and his ways in a box. And that's not what we want. God's ways are endless. There's no limits, no, no limit to the direction of God's ability to minister life to people. There's no, there's no end to it. And so your creativity comes from him and how creative you can be to minister life to people is such a key to your success. It's part of your DNA. And it's part of your whole makeup. You can't live without living like what I'm talking about today. You can't exist. Because what will happen is, if you're not thinking about others, you get so consumed with yourself, and you'll eat yourself up internally. Because you don't have the ability to be the one that leads you. You need help. Er. You need the help. Er. Right? I mean, you you got what you got. You got education. You did you, those kind of things. But you need a helper because education will not give you what you need to sustain your life and move your life forward and move it forward in a successful way because you need the helper and the helper is going to lead you to other people and helping other people so that your life is helped. Amen. And established and strong and healthy. Glory to Jesus. Amen? <clears throat> Let me end with this verse. Um, well, i got five of them. But, um, I'm just going to end with this one, and we'll pick it up next week. Um, this, is just a, this is just a great passage, and I'll leave you with this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. <clears throat> Um, In verse 15, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourself and for who? Everybody else. Yeah, pursue for yourself, but make sure you don't forget everybody else. Remember, you can rest in heaven. Verse 16, rejoice always, pray how often? Always without, without, without ceasing. How do you do that? You, through your connection with God, he shows you what that means. You know, some people look at that and go, oh my gosh, I'm too busy to do that. Verse 18, and in everything, give thanks for what? Rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and giving thanks in everything. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You want to know what the will of God is? It starts right there. The will of God for your life starts, starts with rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. That's where the will of God starts. And you do that, and you learn to understand what that is and how to live a life like that, then all the other stuff will work out. Because that is the will of God. So anybody ever asks you, you know, how do you find the will of God for your life? You read those 
three little bitty verses. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. That is God's will for your life. Praying without ceasing, what does it look like? What does praying without ceasing look like? That just means that you never do anything in life without consulting God. And day by day by day, you just become more aware of His presence in every decision that you make. You know, I had a guy one time tell me years ago when we first started the church here and, or took over the church here, and uh, he came to my office and he said, <clears throat> I just wanted to tell you, I don't believe this and I don't believe that. And the only time I talk religion is on Sundays. And I said, okay. And uh, he stayed around for a couple of years or whatever and, you know, and, and, uh, and over time, things kind of begin to change for him, but then he got really frustrated with feeling like he had to do things like what this verse says because he never understood it. He never worked it out within himself. And, uh, and, I, and you know, I've thought about him and other people through the years that how the, you know, the, the, you know I'll let God be involved in this, but I'm going to do this. I'm taking care of this. Well, this is going to work, and this isn't. And it doesn't matter if this is like your business, and you're going to make this thing happen, and you don't have time to consult God in this because you're too busy doing what you know is right kind of a thing. And, and I understand, and you can even make money at it and be successful according to the world's way, but you won't according to God's way. Because what will be involved in this thing right here that won't work is the stress levels that will kill you. And the helper that everybody needs. Everybody say, I need help. God created you to need help from Him, the helper. See, you do your part. He's already done His part. So when you're doing the part over here that you have vision and dream and passion to do, okay, just don't neglect the wisdom that comes from Him to make this thing ten times what it could be if you just did it yourself. Or just from your natural mind. Do you hear me? And that's what's so vitally important that we learn what this praying without ceasing is about. It's being consciously aware of the presence of the Lord 24-7. Learning to do that. And realize He's ever ready to help you advance. He's all about your success and not your defeat. Right? God wants us on top and not underneath. That's where he positioned us. And God wants you to believe that so that you spend time helping other people. Because I just believe the recipe for success is what it says here in 1 Thessalonians 5. And being so about the highways and the byways and daily praying to the Lord of the harvest. You know what? Here's a simple prayer. Here's a simple prayer when you get up every morning. Father, today, <clears throat> I have my highway that I travel. I'm up at the same time. I'm doing the same thing. And today, just show me anything that I'm missing in my day-to-day -day stuff. There's somebody that I'm missing. There's somebody that you want me to be aware of. Because see, with me, I don't preach to people. When that woman told me I was a preacher, I thought, oh, you know, when she came out of the room yesterday and she told me I heard it was a preacher, usually it shuts people off and then they won't talk to me. Or they'll talk to me like, you know, 
15 minutes earlier that use every four-letter word in the book, and now they've cleaned it up, and they're trying to talk to me like they think I, need, I could handle them talking to me. And, you know, it's like I haven't had four-letter words in my repertoire. Anyway, <coughs> um, but now I forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say, Preston? It's good to see you, man. <coughs> um, yes, but what was I going to say right before then? Yes, I don't preach to people. There you go. So, so, so I, I don't, I, you know, I, preaching to people doesn't work. So, so if I'm praying a prayer like that, all I want to be aware of is that, you know, my stop usually every morning is through Starbucks. That's my highway, you know. <clears throat> I had, had, a, had one of the Starbucks guys today tell me they love me. took five years, but <clears throat> five years. So, you know, it's not, it's not about preaching to them, you know. It's just about being there for people, just being aware of people, see. And then the next day, I'm thinking about going to Starbucks, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking because I was aware of so-and-so through the drive-thru, now I'm praying for him, Lord. But there's something that you have for me for him. You know, just show me. What, what is it? You know, just show me. But simple like that. Not like you've you got to have something for him that morning. It may be five years that you have something. I mean, five years down. But every day you're just thinking about him. See, all of a sudden, where you would have maybe spent that 45 seconds thinking about yourself, now you're thinking about somebody else. See, now you're getting involved in the harvest in a natural way, not in a, not in a preachy way. And there's times that people want to be preached at, and it's time to preach to them or share something real direct with them, you know? But very few times is that the time up front, because most people have an idea of religion or Christianity or whatever, and it's just people are after you, they want your money, or they want, the, I mean, they got all kinds of ideas about that kind of stuff, and, and you, don't, you, don't, you don't hammer people with the gospel, you just love people, see? He, he said, Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me? Yeah, feed my sheep. Feed them. Feed them. Feed people. All weekend, all the last three days, I fed people. People I don't even know, and most of them I'll never even see ever again. I fed them. Just a little here, and a seed here, and another seed there, and a seed, and a seed, and a seed. You know? Able to pray for salvation for one person. You know? That wasn't even born again. I mean, just all those kind of things are great, but every seed matters, and God never forgets a seed sown. Amen. Amen? And it'll produce. And all those people that, I, that my life touched, all those people are coming into the kingdom or getting set free or whatever because those seeds I, I'll just continue to thank God for. See, those are the lists you need, thanking God for the people that you sowed. Lord, I just thank you that that seed was sown. You said one sows, one waters, and you bring the increase. So I just thank you for people that are watering that seed that I sowed. And it's going to come up, and it's going to produce great fruit. And, man, that's just part of being the harvest. How privileged are we to be a part of the harvest of Jesus Christ in the earth right now? Amen? And it's not, a, it's not a stuffy thing to be a part of. It's an amazing thing to be a part of. And the helper of the Holy Spirit is here to reveal all truth to you and give you all the things that you need every day of your life. I mean, He's there for you. Amen? So right now, just close your eyes just for a moment. And I want you to just see yourself 
on the receiving end of what God has for you. If it's like you standing under a silo somewhere and they're fixing to open the, the, uh, open the chute and pour out the things, you know, whatever it is that's in that silo, like a coffee beans or wheat or whatever it is, that you're on the receiving end of what God is pouring out in this day and hour. I, that's my prayer for you. Right? I want you to get that in your thinking. He's already done all the work. Now we need to get on the receiving end of all that he's done and be the vessels he created us to be in the earth to minister life and to, and to put the sickle into the harvest and begin to reap the harvest in this day and hour like never before.